Welcome to TLDL, Too Long Didn't Listen, where we summarise the best bits of our episodes in 15 minutes or less. This episode of TLDL summarises the best bits of our interview with Lauren Burke. In particular, Lauren talks about gender diversity in the transport industry, including the impacts of what happens if we don't address gender diversity, misconceptions from businesses and candidates about being in the transport industry, and what are some practical things that businesses can do to put in place to improve diversity, particularly in key decision-making roles. So, Lauren, thank you so much for talking to me today. Hi, Emily. Thanks for having me. What are some of the positives that women can bring to a traditionally male-dominated industry such as transport? I guess the initial gap is, yes, we're facing a driver shortage. Um, And what we found in the report was women only actually make up around 16.9% of representation within the transport industry. And that's across all roles as well. So that's inclusive of like administration, HR, accounting and drivers. So... Overall, we're, we're forecasting for, you know, an 80% growth within the transport industry. So I think where the conversation first started was going, okay, um, women could actually fill that gap. Um, and then the further that we got through the report and the more research and, and the more um, employers and employees that we talked to within the industry, there we identified that there was this huge benefit that women could offer, um, particularly around, you know, profitability, um, decreased accidents um, and, and um, incidents as well. Um, we found that um, there was cultural impacts from having um, a more gender balanced workforce as well. Um, so I think the industry can benefit from women at all levels, from management to delivery drivers. Businesses with at least 30% of women in leadership positions were actually 15% more profitable. So what would be the impact if we didn't address gender diversity? Yeah, absolutely. So I think obviously there's the short-term impact that we'd already discussed um, where the transport sector is currently unable to keep up with the industry's forecasted growth um, because there's already a shortage of drivers in Australia, which women could be a potential to help fill. Um, And then I think long-term, without more females getting involved, um, improvements in business outcomes, um, you know, such as increased safety, productivity, and a more inclusive workplace culture will also be stalled. Um, But without hiring more female talent, the odds are that um, your company is missing out on, on new ideas and skills that could boost growth. Um, so if we say that males make up approximately 50% of the population, then there's an entire other half of the population that we risk losing touch with um, and losing touch with your end-to-end customers um, at the end of the day um, can lead to ill-informed business decision and less satisfied um, customers. So, yeah, I think long-term, those are probably the impacts. Yeah, it's 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 really kind of interesting to see the impacts of um as you said, decision makers, and if you kind of remove the diversity out of the decision making layer, how that actually impacts uh, what we get as an outcome across, of course, uh, drivers in transport or the whole way that our cities are planned. In in our initial kind of back and forth before we recorded, there was this discussion about misconceptions. And of course, there are misconceptions on both sides. So businesses and also candidates that are going to apply. So what what are some of the common ones that you you think that are that come up quite a lot? What we've found is that women are often steered into predominantly female roles, such as, you know, administration, accounts, hairdressing. Um, and whether that's through conscious or unconscious biases held by hiring teams, as an industry, we could probably make a big impact. 
um, by just awareness, creating awareness. We have these gender bias roles that either consciously or unconsciously we're we're pushed towards for both males and females. Um, So it's really interesting to think about the impact we could have by just creating awareness for people that are even looking to begin their careers. We found in our Ransat Employer Brand Research as well that the transport industry was only ranked number 14 on the list of sectors that Australia would like to work in. So I think that stat in itself is clear that the industry could do a lot to promote um, more attractive rates of pay, um, more attractive range of career paths on offer. Um, and I also think there's a bit of a, a stigma around the flexibility um, that the transport industry can offer as well. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of what we found in our report too with a number of the women that we interviewed was that there's a, many businesses that don't provide maternity leave schemes um, or that don't support women in their return to work. So transitioning back with part-time or casual hours. There's this idea of a universal male or a default male. So when you think of a trade or you think of a, um, say, scientist, most people will then default to male unless you've actually prefaced it with female something 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 um on the ground level um i think would make a big impact for the way that people perceive the industry as well um let alone i guess the imagery that's within the media um within advertising as well um to create more of a balanced view of what's available within the industry what could businesses those kind of on the lower levels but also maybe higher up in the decision making chain do to address diversity gaps yeah, um, I think in order to address the diversity gap in the transport industry, again, companies must hire and retain more females at all levels of the business. And I go back to talking about that um, representation within management um, as well, because, you know, even ground on the ground examples, we're currently partnered with a national transport company that's going through a huge change management process that we're supporting them with. Um, and we're filling a lot of middle management roles at the moment. Um, and one thing that they uh, said to us was, even women with a really with management experience in retail would have really transfer like transferable skills for this middle management level within a transport organisation. So I think that's you know such an easy pathway to bring women into management roles within within companies that can then have an influence from the top down to create cultural change as well as um, image change and then bring more more women in from the ground up that way. There's progress we made in terms of creating uh, an attractive working environment for females. Um, again, I'll go back to like the flexibility side of things as well as um, maternity leave and return to work schemes. What we'd found through um, our Ransat employer branding research as well as the women in transport research is there wasn't a lot on offer in in that regard um and again i think having women in in leadership positions would be able to create schemes or roll out schemes um in a really positive way to make that a little bit more attractive um to to female candidates looking um at the industry as well a lot of the um systems and processes in place um in transport organizations don't actually support women physically to to drive um heavy vehicles um and there's so much that we have these days in terms of like assisted loading and unloading um, that would completely eliminate um, the physicality of some of these roles as well, which again would make it more attractive to women looking to to enter the industry um, and more feasible for them to stay there long term as well. 
Um, the report also highlighted that women found it more difficult than their male colleagues to secure training and licensing to move up in, into heavier vehicle glass, glasses as well. Yeah, um, it was quite interesting. Um, and outside of that, I think, our, again, our Ransat employer research report um, highlighted that the top things um, that was important to female candidates was a good work-life balance, flexible work hours, um, work from home and maternity leave scheme. We talked on the idea about women in key decision-making roles and how some of this is a bit of a fundamental issue. That is that it's entrenched uh, and a little bit systemic because a lot of the people in those decision-making roles uh, are not women. So how do we get more women into these positions, so not just lower level but also kind of more higher level to enact meaningful but also long-lasting cultural change? First and foremost, it's about awareness and education. Secondly, I think, again, what we touched on previously about the image problem that we have and making the industry more attractive to women. So, again, as a female... (laughs) Myself, um, if I was in a leadership position with a transport organisation and I was wanting to attract women to drive trucks or women to um, be delivery drivers or extra hands or administration roles, I'd be going, okay, we, we don't have anything in place at the moment for maternity leave, flexible working arrangements, return to work programs um, that perhaps a male leader wouldn't, wouldn't even think of. And also giving females the support and the space to lead this cultural change. Um, I think that's one of the massive benefits that could happen um, and work with the entire industry. Think bigger than just one organisation or one company. Thank you so much for chatting with me today about gender diversity and all the kind of minutia associated with it, but also the fact that there's a little bit of data behind this as well, because I find that some of the conversations that are being had in a broader sense um, don't realise that there is a lot of quantitative data to kind of back back this issue up for the full interview or other episodes of too long didn't listen you can check out the bite-sized podcast on apple podcasts or wherever it is that you download your podcast from if you'd like to know more about compass iot the company that runs the bite-sized podcast you can visit our website which is www.compassiot.com.au until next time